So I'm right. Oh wait, this is already going. Ephesians four. Amen. And I think this will be my last lesson on this topic, and uh, and so that'll be good. I really encourage you to get the um, the lessons from the couples retreat. If you're not able to be there, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. Very very good. And uh, but anyway. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll begin in verse number 27, okay? Ephesians 4, and verse number 27, and uh, who remembers the last couple of weeks what we've been teaching about? Anybody remember? Just give me, give me any idea. Let's see how good, how the, the silent enemy, good, okay, which is what? Anger, very good. Travis, you get the, you get the brownie today, amen, and uh, good for you. Uh, along with that, get, give me some. Give me some of the points. What do we talk about? Uh, some things that are 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 not a good way to resolve anger in our relationships and our marriages. Just give me one. Ignoring each other. Very good. All right. Somebody else. Give me another one. What is it? Immaturity. Yeah. Gunny sacking. Yes. Very good. I see some things are coming out here. This is good and uh, very good. Somebody else. Ignoring the pink elephant. Amen. There's a pink elephant. And uh, amen to that. Uh, very good. Amen. And just to clarify, that was not referring to the husband or the wife. We're talking about the pink elephant. It's referring to the issue. Amen. <laughs> it's referring to the problem. Uh, all right. Who, anybody else? Remember, what was something else? Elizabeth? The spiritualizing the problem. Good. Now, last week we started with about seven, seven ways to how to resolve an issue, how to resolve conflict. Can you remember just one of those? We talked about it last week. Can you remember? Keep your heart for God. Keep your heart for God. Very, very good. Somebody else. Oh, you can cheat. You're fine. Uh, it's good that you take notes. That's good. You take notes. That's good. Somebody else. All right. Eric? Bear with your spouse's weaknesses. Amen to that. That's right. Amen to that. Go back to Ephesians 4. And we're going to continue on with that today, and I believe finish that lesson here today. But go back to Ephesians 4. Our whole goal is to have an extraordinary marriage, relationship, um, and, I, and, I, and you know, we believe this wholeheartedly, that is this, uh, the this whole thing of revival that we're praying for, uh, I believe is going to start in the home. It starts with the Christian, it starts with the mom, it starts with the dad, it starts with the husband, it starts with the wife. And listen, we need to have revival, but... One of the greatest things is to have a revived marriage and uh, a marriage that is on fire for God, a marriage that is on fire for the word of God and to be praying together and all those things. And so go back to again, Ephesians four and look what it says here, verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now, I want you to read verse number 26 with me. Ready? Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Read verse 27 too. Ready? Neither give place to the devil. And then it continues on. And then later on it talks about to be uh, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That verse right before that talks about to have to grieve not the Holy Spirit, to uh, take bitterness and anger and clamor and put those things away from you. I remember that verse. 
put those things away from you. So, but here's one of the biggest issues, and we're going to help deal with this, and that is neither give place to the devil. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon thy wrath, which means in many cases, anger is a sin. And don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. As a result, we'll give place to the devil. That word place means access. And I don't want to allow the devil to have access into my home and have access into my marriage. Do you know that many times the uh, Satan can get an, a foothold into our homes and we don't even realize it? It's so subtle. It can be tripped by a hot button or pushed by a hot button. And then all of a sudden, just something starts to flare up and I'm not reacting or I'm not responding uh, by the Holy Spirit. And so I'm responding in my flesh. As a result of that, I just gave access or I just gave place to the devil. The devil just now has an access through my flesh by my response and it's starting to create that wedge. And so this is so important. And then how do we, uh, anger is probably the number one thing we said. Anger is the number one thing that creates these things that just, just especially in a marriage. I mean, you know, so we're all, I believe we're all married here. And, uh, and so it's just, how many of you ever experienced that type of response where maybe you responded, I responded in my flesh? Anybody like that with me? Amen. Uh, how many just did that this morning? <laughs> I did. <laughs> it happened. Uh, well, listen, it happens. If my wife was here, I'd say my wife did too. She, she responded first in her flesh. It was her fault. <laughs> As Adam said, the woman now gave us to me. Amen. But, uh, it's all her fault, brother. I'll tell you what. If, if, she, if she wouldn't have said that, I, 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 I wouldn't have said what I said. But truth of the matter is, I have to respond by the Spirit. And many times, my responding to the Spirit is tested by somebody else being in their flesh. And so, God allows this person, whether it be your wife or your husband, your kids, somebody in the church, somebody at work, God allows them to respond or to act in their flesh to test to see if, will I respond in my flesh or I'll respond in the spirit? So I don't want to give that place. Don't give place to the devil. So here we go. We said number one, the seven steps to resolving conflict. Number one, keep your heart for God. I'm not going to reteach re re all these things again. But just to remind us of the, these things, we have all these different scriptures. But number two, bear with your spouse's weaknesses. Boy, that's so important. Bear with your spouse's weaknesses. Number three, seek God's knowledge. Seek God's knowledge. I can't stress that enough. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And so my house will be established by the wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, but it shall be given him. So listen very carefully. We've got to seek for God's knowledge. Now, uh, number four, spend time praying together. I uh, can't stress this enough either, but spend, they say this, the family that prays together stays together. And uh, some people say the, 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 the couple that plays together stays. No, no, no. It's not that you, if you play together. It's not if, you know, as long as we go to the mall and go shopping together, we're going to stay together. It's good to spend time together, but more the spiritual time in a, in a married couple's life is so crucial. So the couple that prays together, and listen, if we've gotten away from that, let me encourage you, get back to it and uh, take some time before in the morning uh, or in the evening or at the dinner table 
And not just a, uh, Lord, please bless this food to our bodies in Jesus' name, amen. That's a noble prayer. But that's just, in many cases, that's just, uh, that's just, that's just rhetoric. It's just routine. It's the same old, same old. But listen, God wants us to get together as our, as our, as married couples and pray and seek His face and beg God, uh, that God would do a work in our home and our, in our lives. Now, let's pick it up from where we left off. Number five, seek godly counsel. Seek godly counsel. Listen, we, we don't want to give access, right? We don't want to give place. That verse 27 there, do not give place to the devil. In many cases, we find ourselves in a situation where we don't know how to solve it. We don't know how to resolve it. And uh, we're young, you know, and whatnot. And so we're not exactly sure in a very difficult situation. And so when you reach a point and when there is such an issue that you cannot resolve, seek for guidance. Seek somebody for help. Um, and I kind of alluded to this last week, but do not seek for counsel from the world. Uh, they do not have godly wisdom. They do not have the spiritual insight that you're going to need to be able to uh, have the supernatural spirit-led guidance that's going to lead you to walk on top of the clouds as we ta- say, take the high road. Uh, a secular counselor will say, uh, you know what, hey, uh, this is what I would do if I were you. Listen, if, if she's treating you like that, walk away. It's just the way it is. Uh, if, if she's going to uh, do whatever with these other guys or whatever, just just walk away. Um, just It's just the way it is. But that's not the way God's wisdom is. The love that we say is that agape love, which is an unconditional love, which regardless of what they do, my love is to always be for her or for him. Whole different concept. And so just encourage you with, with that to, to seek that godly wisdom. We do a lot of marital counseling. Um, but boy, I tell you something. Be careful of those people at work too. Remember the people at work? Um, well, I'll tell you what, if, uh, if, yeah, did she say that to you? Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to tell you right now what I would do if that was my woman in my house and she would have talked to me like that, I would kick her out of the house. I would pack her bags for her, throw them on the front porch, etc., etc. And all this advice, all this, you know, the male rhetoric, you know, whatever the big ego truth matter is. He's scared of his wife, but he talks all big and bad at work. You know what I mean? And uh, the same way, ladies with 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 uh, the lady friends and they get together and they kind of like, can you believe he talked to me like that? Can you believe he he doesn't care about me? Can you believe he didn't even realize I had a new dress on? Can you believe he didn't even know that I did my hair? I mean, I can't believe it. I, I do all these things for him. He doesn't even recognize it. Well, honey. Sister, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, and uh, you better find yourself a new man. Because I'm telling you right now, my man, he appreciates me. Truth of the matter is, her man doesn't appreciate her. She's just trying to make make herself sound good, you know. And so, so listen, you can't buy that talk. But uh, it's so convincing. It's so true. No, no, no. You cannot buy that talk. Do not listen to your girlfriends. And do not listen to your Guy friends, careful saying boyfriend because today it means a different thing. <laughs> so all your guy friends, you know, uh, all your guys. So be you want to seek for godly wisdom, seek for godly counsel. A lot of men of God in this church that are good, good men that know the scriptures and can help and guide. And listen, and you don't even if you get a good counselor, do not just take man's opinion. It must be founded by the word of God. 
it must be founded by biblical principles that guide them and help and help you and guide you. And so um, now go to Psalms chapter one real quickly. Psalms chapter one. Psalms one and verse one. Again, we don't want to give place to the devil. How do we say amen to that, Pastor? We do not want to give place to the devil. So we want to put a we want to guard our homes. We want to put a wall around our homes. Amen. And so here's one of the most one of the most important things here, verse number one. Blessed is the man that walketh what? Not in the what? Counsel of the who? Ungodly. So it says, listen, if you do not walk in that counsel, you are going to be a blessed man. Amen. Blessed in many ways. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the what? Law of the Lord. So when I get a counselor, it's to be somebody who is in the law of the Lord. And in his what? Law doth he what? When? Day and night. And so it says, if I do this, then I'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Uh, bringing forth his fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And so I I want to have a, I would say, Pastor, I want to have a prosperous marriage, prosperous home. Amen to that. So Joshua 1, 8, same thing. Meditate in the book of the law day and night. Then shall thou make the way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. So you see Joshua 1, 8, Psalms 1, those two things come right together. And understanding, if I want to get a counsel, it must be somebody who's in the word of God. And listen, even as, as, as the man of the home, I've got to be in the word of God. Because it says, me as a Christian, if I do not walk in the way of the ungodly or that seek that counsel, he says, I'm going to be blessed. But even more so, when I get in the scriptures and I'm meditating in the scriptures day and night, he said, listen, that's going to make your way prosperous. God is going to give you good success, not with this, not with the money, but he's going to give you success in wisdom. He's going to give you success in responding to the spirit because now the sword of the spirit, Ephesians 6, 17, which is the word of God. And so because of that, being able to be in the Word and meditating in the Word, God is going to have the Holy Spirit and fill you with the Holy Spirit to be able to have you respond with godly wisdom, respond in the right way. And so understanding that godly counselor is huge. But let me give you the best godly counselor. John chapter 14, if you will. John 14. The best godly counselor. All right, John 14 there. And um, verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto them, If a man love me, he will keep my what? Words. Another passage, he says, If you love me, keep my what? Commandments. And so we know those two. And so you see the, 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 you see the parallel between the words and the commandments. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So again, how important the words of God is that he will then shine his favor, his love upon us. Now go to verse number 26. But the comforter, which is the who? Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in what? My name. Now I want you to read this next phrase. Ready? He what? shall teach you all things and what bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i've said unto you now he's talking to the disciples of course and he says listen when you get the holy spirit it's not come yet but in acts 2 when it does come you have to remember when the holy spirit does come 
He's going to teach you all things. And all these things, these things that I've been teaching you, he's going to bring to your remembrance. Another, another portion of scriptures in John 17 talks about the Holy Spirit will guide us unto all truth. Which means this, the Holy Spirit truly is my best counselor. The Holy Spirit is that which dwells inside of me. He fills me with his spirit. He fills me with his power. He says, this counsel that you're going to get, you've got to start with the word of God. Because the Holy Spirit cannot bring something to my remembrance that was never there. And so if I meditate on the word of God, I'm thinking on the scriptures, then the Holy Spirit is allowed to use that. And God is going to fill us with that spirit to bring to remembrance and then teach me what the scripture means for me and teach me these things, bring to remembrance. And so button gets pushed and you, the husband says to the wife, why wasn't dinner ready at five o'clock when I walked in the door? And her first thing is, uh-uh, he did not. You want to kick, wait a minute. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, because you've been walking in the Spirit that day, the Holy Spirit says to you, to, to, to all the sisters, wait a minute, and be ye kind one to another. Oh, boy. Tender-hearted. Oh, no. Forgiving one another. Oh, no. I don't even want to forgive him right now. No. The Holy Spirit does that work if you walk in the spirit, you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so now the Holy Spirit's starting to work. I'm not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. I'm not giving place to the devil. And man, I'm telling you, all of a sudden it's like, her response is, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'll do better next time. Now, these, this is not her speaking, because this is definitely not her. I'll get it for you as quick as I can. Please forgive me. And she's thinking, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, whoa. And he's, th he's thinking, where did my wife go? This is, this is not her. This is a whole different person. Now, I'll tell you something. How that diffuses, even though one, one responded in the, one acted in the flesh, but the response of the Spirit diffuses the situation and it does not give place to the devil. Big deal. Amen. And so you want to seek for that godly counsel and, uh, and the Spirit is the best counsel. Number, number six, and that is this. Keep a clean slate. Keep a, a clean slate. So go, go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And look at verse number 26 again. Ephesians 4 and 26. Now read this with me too. Ready? Be ye what? I'm sorry. You're not there yet. Ephesians 4, 26. Be ye what? Angry and let not the go upon your good. Here's what this is saying. On a daily basis, make sure you're, make sure you're right with each other. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Very next verse, do not give place to the devil. So here's this, this. If I don't get my issues resolved on a daily basis, what the Bible is teaching me is that the next day I'm starting on a negative note. I didn't get that resolved. I need to get a clean slate. Make sure these things are cleaned every day. And my heart is right with the Lord, first and foremost, but I'm also right with my, my relationships, especially with my marriage. It's the most important relationship. And so uh, resolve the issues quickly. Once you have resolved an issue, now listen to this. Once you've resolved an issue, do not go back to it. Yeah, you remember what you did yesterday? No, wait, 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 wait. 
last night we just talked about this. We got a result and we agreed, you know, whatever. We talked it through, whatever. So the next day, don't bring up what she did last night. Don't bring up what he did. Uh, and so I want to resolve the issue and be able to move on and don't let that to give place. Well, man, listen, there you did it again. You did it last night. You, you got, you got, uh, you, you said it again. You pushed my buttons again and you did it again. You, you, every day you deal with the issue as it comes and just deal with it one on one. Keep a clean slate as much as possible. Don't bring up past the, the gunny sacking is sort of similar to this, but never bring it, don't, don't bring it up again. Uh, if there's a sin involved and a person was able to, um, repent from that sin, if there's an addiction involved, and a person is able to repent from that sin and gets it right and has forsaken it, as the Bible says, to confess and forsake. And if a person has been able to confess, repent, and forsake it, don't keep beating them up over it. Or don't keep beating her up over it. And uh, allow allow that person to grow and move on. Amen. And so it's very destructive to, uh, to your relationship to reopen old wounds, to keep bringing up the past. Well, it, it really starts to tear tear down a relationship and it gives place to the devil there to start continue to, to tear that apart. So be very careful to bring up the old wounds. Amen. Uh, number seven, accentuate the positive. Accentuate the positive. So go back to Ephesians 4 and um, look at verse number 31, uh, 30. Now I'll, I'll be done. What time is it, Steve? What is it? Okay. Um, we'll be done with this. Look at verse number 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit. How me see that there? Verse number 30, Ephesians 4.30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. That means not to, not to, don't create him to sorrow. Don't create the Holy Spirit to mourn. Now verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. God says, I want you to take all these things that we all have harbored. Listen, every one of us have these things. And I want to be able to put these things away. One of the things to do in that is this, is to accentuate the positive. Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever sort of things are true, honest, a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what does it say right after that? Think on what? These things. What are all those things? They're all positive. What are all those things? Accentuating the goods. Yes, are there bads of life? Absolutely. But he says, the Lord is telling us to think on these things. And so let all bitterness and anger and clamor be put away from you. Well, we need to be thinking on the praiseworthy things, thinking on the things that are positive. So especially about our, our spouse. Listen, we're all flesh. We're all human. Can I sit here and tell you about the things of my wife that man, I, she's awful. Now, she could stand here and say to you about me, he is pathetic. He's absolutely a lazy scoundrel. And she's probably right. But here's what, here's what I want to do. And that is this. I want to focus. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My wife, she's a hard worker. My wife, she is diligent. My wife, she loves deeply. My wife is a servant. My wife is sacrificial. My wife is pretty. That helps. Uh, but my wife, I mean, she's, she's incredible. Why? Because I have decided to just think on these things. Uh, and I don't want to give place to the devil to allow the, 
the negative things about my spouse to, to invade my mind to create that wedge and make that place happen. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that access. So we've got to guard our minds, guard the way we think about our spouse to be able to, to resolve conflict, th- accentuate the positive. Just just take, take the higher on that matter and think on these things. I'm saying amen to that. And so my wife, I'll be done with this. It was, uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary on Wednesday, August 8th, 1998, uh, and then August the 8th of 2018. Amen. So Wednesday was our 20th anniversary. We found ourselves in the parking lot of Cracker Barrel. That's where we celebrated. Praise God. Now, I'm going to do something special for her later. I told her, I said, listen, babe, I can't take you out right now because uh, I don't have any money. Um, that's good. Uh, but I said, no. The time is better just, just a month from now. The time will be better. We're, we're really, we had the couples retreat this weekend. We had a lot of stuff going on. We're very busy. And, uh, so I said, let's, let's just do it later. We're all good. But in the parking lot of Cracker Barrel, I couldn't believe it. She pops out this bag. I'm like, what is this? I had no idea. And she gives me this watch, right? And it's a, it's, I mean, it's a nice watch. It's got this wood grain with the metal and all this and that. And I'm like, what? I said, that's, listen, I'm not a watch guy. I haven't worn a watch in 20 years of my marriage, but she gives me a watch. And she said, look on the back of it. And I'll tell you something, it really, it really moved me. And she, she writes this and it says, I still do. 8, 8, 18. I still do. You know, after 20 years, you, you go through a lot of stuff. You've got ups and downs, and every marriage is going to have that. And uh, I don't wear a watch to, to see what time it is. I wear a watch to remind myself of my wife that she still does. I'm like, man. I, mm. So now I have two reminders of my wife. I have my ring, amen. Well, that, was, that was 20 years ago to put that on, and now 20 years later I have another thing to put on. It reminds me of my wife, and praise God. And these two things... Remind me of the positives. So accentuate the positives. Think about this. Is there negatives? Yes. Is there dirt? Yes. Listen, we all understand that. But we just can't think on that. I'm saying amen. Lord, pray you help us this morning. Lord, thank you so much for our class. Lord, thank you so much for our marriages. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us, Lord, as we think on these things. Not to give place, not to give access to the devil, Lord, to get a wedge in our marriages, in our homes. Uh, Lord, in our own lives, Lord, that we would think on these things to, uh, Lord, keep a clean slate, spend time praying together, seek godly counsel. Lord, help us to that end. I would say, pastors, pray for me. Uh, I don't want to give that place to the devil. I don't, give, I don't allow him to have a foothold or create a wedge or have an access to my home. And just pray for me. I need to do some of these things, Lord, that would would help us. So, pastors, pray for us. Did you lift your hand this morning and say, just pray for me. Boy, just pray for me. Watch well, many, many of us. Oh, how we need the Lord. How we need the Lord. Well, I pray you help us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Listen, I want to encourage you just, just to uh, think about this stuff. But listen, take it and apply it. Apply it. Do something with it and apply it. Amen. All right, Steve. Let me, uh, let me grab any prayer requests or phrases.